I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. and welcome back to Vicky Pettis and the Secret 2 Part 2. I am chatting to, I think you might be my favourite guest ever. Oh, you can't say that because you've had <laughs> lots of your friends on here. You can't do that. <laughs> Don't worry, they're not listening anyway. You're the fucking tits. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a pair at the moment. I've got hairy ones, look. Oh, stop it. Don't listen to him. He looks phenomenal. Uh... I'm so turned on. Um, right. We cannot ignore the fact that you burst on our screens as the cheeky Essex chappy in um, X Factor. How long ago was that, Ollie? Uh, 11 years ago now. 11 years this year. No. So we've been in the industry about the same amount of time. Yeah, we was. Yeah, I think that whole that whole period of our careers, uh, 2009. When did Geordie Shaw start? 10? Yeah, about the same. Yeah, 2010. Because I know it's the 10th anniversary. I remember Towie, Geordie Shaw, all these reality shows were like at their peak at that point. I think people were just obsessed with reality shows and obviously the yeah. X Factor being a talent show was just, yeah, it was, it was just um, going from strength to strength. So for me, it was, it was just an amazing time in my life. It really... Um, yeah, that, that whole, I mean, being 25, knowing that I wanted to change my life, thinking, you know, this is my last chance. And I'd experienced so much already. I mean, God, I mean, God, some of the things I've got up to before I was 25, I can't talk, I can't talk, say that sort of stuff on the podcast. <laughs> we'll chat later, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I got up to some crazy stuff before I was famous. And then, and then I kind of, I found who I was, you know, I found who I am. And I, I, I went into the X Factor knowing this was my last chance. And I was very fortunate, very, very lucky to have been given such an amazing chance. And, you know, it was, it, you know, for anyone listening that is, you know, has, has dreams and aspirations to be some, be someone, you have to take the knockbacks. And I had a lot of knockbacks and for every knockback, it made me stronger. For every knockback, it made me more determined. And for everyone that doubted me, um, I proved them wrong. And I, I got... I got rejected twice from X Factor, and then the third time. Honestly. Yeah, I got rejected. Third time lucky, son. Yeah, third time lucky, and that's a great saying. It's so true. And luckily, on my third attempt, I got through. So, you know, for every door that closes, another one opens, and you've got to. I just had this belief, Vic, that I had this belief that I would, I could do something with my life and achieve the impossible. You know, my mum, my mum said to me, I said, Mum, I'm going to go and do X Factor. She said. No, you, why? Why do you want to do it? I went, I want to be a pop star. She said, Ollie, this isn't a job you can get at the job centre. Like, <laughs> like, you can't, it's, you know, this is impossible. You've, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world want to be a pop star. But I just said to my mum, I said, mum, I, 
believe I've got something. I believe I've got I'm a talent. Different. <laughs> I believe I'm different. I've got a unique. Yeah. I've got a unique talent. And my mum wasn't being. Um, I, I wouldn't like to say my mum was trying to kill my dreams or kill my vibe. I think she was just being a realistic mum and being a real. She's trying trying to protect you as well. I think yeah. mums do that to a certain 100%. extent. Hundred percent. And and you know as much as she felt she didn't really see my talent and. The weirdest thing is, is when I then when I did my audition on X Factor, if you watch it back, none of my family were there the whole time. So you know when they have like the, oh, you know when you do your audition and there's all like, Team Molly, we love you. Come on, boy, <laughs> you can do it. I had, um, I had no one. It was like tumbleweed. Just Dermot, just Dermot with his lovely hugs, you know. But oh, I just said, I want one of them before I die, mate. Oh, yeah, they are a great hug, I've got to say. But then for three rounds before, because obviously before you see the audition, there's three rounds before the main audition. Okay, okay. Inside Goss. Yeah, so every round, all the producer rounds, they said, oh, you know, yes, 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 got through. And they said, are you bringing any family to audition? I was like, no. My family at this point didn't know I was doing it. <gasps> so I told my mum that I was looking to do it and kind of didn't tell her then. I didn't tell her when the audition was, didn't tell her when it was happening. So then when I did my audition, I rung her and told her and they couldn't believe I got through. And then mm-hmm. obviously it just accelerated. And then the show, this was all in the summer of 2009. My audition didn't come on TV until the end of August. So I had all the family rounds. I had all my <laughs> friends over and we sat and watched my audition, the first, my first audition. And my family were in shock. They yeah. honestly were like, who is this guy? Is this this isn't our son? This is not our grandson. This is not my <laughs> nephew. Like, who is yeah. this guy? Like, where did that come from? And I was like, well, I have been telling you guys that you know, <laughs> I've kind of got something special here. Like, you know, <laughs> I told you I was going to do something with it, and then yeah. and then that was it. And yeah, the X Factor for for that year was was a, a journey and an experience. I'll never forget really it was amazing how did it make you feel though that they weren't there to support you in the beginning because I'm listening to you and I'm a bit like you know what if you don't want me in my audition stages you don't deserve me like at your world sell out to us I'm a bit frustrated on your behalf no 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 it was I you know what? I didn't want them there because I didn't want I didn't I didn't want to be a failure and I didn't want to sort of yeah I, I didn't that. want I didn't want the pressure and I, did, I just thought you know what what doesn't know doesn't hurt them and I know my family love me and they'll support me no matter what. And they never said I couldn't do it. They just was trying to be realistic with me, with my, with where I could go in my life and where, I, where and like you said, protect me. So literally they would sit here now on this podcast and say, look, we were so wrong. Like we never thought that Ollie would do it, but he proved us that he did. And, and I think that says a lot. I'm glad that my parents weren't um, pushy parents that, that were like show parents yeah, yeah. That, oh my god you're amazing you're the best thing since sliced bread oh my god you're better <laughs> than every single kid I've seen on talent shows you're amazing I didn't <laughs> I didn't need that I needed no. I, for my own personally personal I needed someone saying you're not very good and I'm like did you need someone mm, keeping you humble me okay yeah even now yeah. I even now even now I, I I love it when someone says ah, Ollie's all right and I'm like oh really <laughs> Okay, I'll prove that. I'll prove you, you wrong. Let me prove you wrong. <laughs> I think that's why I've been driven for 10 years to continue my career and keep going and keep proving because I've always had that level of, you know, when I did X Factor, I lost. You know, okay. when I did X Factor, I finished runner-up. So for me, um, when I did X Factor, then I there was like, well, I've got to prove the industry wrong now. You guys didn't vote me to win, but I need to prove to you now that I am like the main guy, like I can win this show. 
Yeah. And I can give win. You more I can drive. Win, sorry, not win the show, but I can win after the show. And mm-hmm. that was my drive. And it still is to this day. I still want to prove people wrong. I still want to prove people that I'm who I am and I'm, I'm this and I'm that. I know it sounds ridiculous because I've had loads of success and I'm so happy. But that's that was my, you know, I'm, I'm glad that my parents weren't, you know, pushy parents. And I'm oh, glad no. I think I know a lot of people's parents who were just the minute they went on TV or the minute anything happened, they were super sycophantic, really like, oh my God, exactly like you say, my kid's the best thing and just a little bit over the top obsequious. But my mum, like, I remember, Ollie, when I when I won the jungle, um, I did like a two-week tour. Which can we know? Hang on, hang on. Can we just add that? <laughs> I knew you was going to win the jungle. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> you know when you know that, you know, and it sounds ridiculous because a lot of people on the show probably wouldn't have known you that well at the time. Yeah, you was on yeah. Geordie Shore, but, you know, you could probably sit here now and say that, <laughs> Since you've done, since you've done, I'm a celebrity. You know, it really it took your career to another level, didn't it? Right? Would you say? Yeah, oh, absolutely, hon. Without a doubt, it's just sent us a new like level. Yeah, and I think that for me, I knew as soon as you got the job, knowing you, knowing you from Geordie Shaw, I was like, she's going to win, because you were so. Because <laughs> but no, but when you look at the winners that win that show, they're the ones that are the most real and the ones that go through every emotion. And I knew that there'd be days of you crying and being upset. There'd be days of you oh, wow. happy and joyful. And I think the public just fell for you. Anyway, sorry, carry on no. what you were saying. <laughs> no, I mean, you can say nice things about me all day. We love that in Vicky Patterson, The Secret too. <laughs> yeah, we all knew you were going to win. All knew that. <laughs> But honestly, so you did when you finish, um, when you win the jungle, you come out and like mm. if you got half a brain, you do this massive like this two out, which I'm ass- assuming you had to do post yeah, 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 yeah. as well. You try and hit all the like daily talk shows. You do this morning. You do Lorraine. You do Sunday brunch. Like you just try and um, maximize that that small window you've got of being like one of the most famous people in the UK. And I remember when it was all finished, I eventually got the train up home and went to Newcastle and walked, like knocked on the door, no answer. So I was like, oh, just let myself in. So I opened the door and I was like, I'm home, mum, Laura. No answer. My mum was like, Vicky, is that you? I was like, yeah. She was like, the dishwasher's to empty. No way. <laughs> You're joking me. But, so I was like, fuck, it's our fucking joke. Like, I've, just, I've, just, I've just been voted like queen of the jungle by like 14 million people in the UK but you want us to take your pots and pans out the dishwasher Carol amazing no, no a laugh. love Carol love that keeping yeah. you real yeah she kept she keeps me she, she kept me at the, that moment in time but continues to keep me so humble so grounded so grateful which I think in our industry is like super priceless yeah but did super she super priceless what was she like though when she saw you on Geordie Shaw that? that's a completely different show do you know what I was going to say something before when you were talking about like your family when they, they weren't necessarily that supportive at the start of your exit uh, journey and I was like going to say listen you're preaching at the choir I don't think I spoke to me mum for about two years when Geordie no Shaw was no way yeah honestly how old like, was you when you did that show so I was like 22 when I first went on Geordie God. and I finished I know it, I was on for about five years so I was 27 by the time I left oh wow um, and you've got to think of that period in your life, like obviously there was some overlap from when you were on the expat and stuff, like it's so exciting, you're so young, you're proper learning about yourself, like I certainly wasn't the person I am today, um, and like you do, you make mistakes, like I'd be making the same mistakes if I wasn't on the telly, yeah. but it was just that everybody was watching and it was super hard for me mum to see this 
this girl on the TV who was elements of me were definitely there. I've always been outspoken. I've always been super like formidable, um, incredibly bossy. Like I've got an opinion. Everyone knows that I'm terrible drunk. That'll never change. Um, <laughs> I've so seen that worth... firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> so is Sir Tom Jones. I saw oh. that in the voice. Brilliant. But no, but like, <laughs> but no, I, I think that, um, I think there's things that like your mum, I suppose for us, par for parents is, it's like because of that, the way the show was for you and Geordie Shaw, like you were you were showing like not just you going out getting drunk, you were showing you with men, you were showing you what you were saying to them or what they were saying to you, oh and you, and I suppose for your mum and, and probably in 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 her defence, I suppose she probably just felt like I love my daughter. I just certain things you don't want to see, like you wouldn't want to see your mum out doing stuff that she normally does in her private yeah. time or what she might, you know, you just don't. There's certain things you don't want to see and. That was probably, as a parent, you probably think, oh, God. Yeah, I suppose when you have kids, you'll probably be going, oh, my God, yeah, can you imagine now, like, yeah. your daughter of 22 just, like, on the TV show, like... Necking on in that. <laughs> neck so in. Necking on and so dropping. <laughs> Honestly, Ollie, like, never did once. Create, like, did even... cre sorry, did you create the slut drop? No, I, I was there at its birth. I was there to yeah, conception. Yeah, you was. Because I think, yeah. I swear Geordie Shaw <laughs> created that. Because I, I maybe, I, maybe just in the UK, but I remember like never really hearing this term before. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you you girls and Geordie Shaw were doing it like left, right and centre. I think it's like, okay, <laughs> what's this move? Do you know what I, do you know what I did create? Um, I, cre I coined the term tashing on. Did that was really? me. Really? Yeah. Do you know, I even trademarked it in that, Ollie. Worst two grand I've ever spent. I've never fucking used it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Terrible. Yeah, everyone convinced me. Everyone convinced tashing me, like, on. buy it, Vicky. What does it like, mean, though, tashing on? It's like getting on with someone. Neck, yeah, necking on. Yeah, having necking a bit on. of a kiss. Tashing yeah. on. Okay, I get that. I'm, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'm going to start using it now so you get your two grand. Right? Yeah, well, if you start using it, hopefully it'll take off and I can bring out a line of, like, cosmetics or something, like, tash on lip tint or something. Was you, why did you trademark it, thinking it was going to catch on as in, like... Because I had terrible agents and I was poorly advised as a youth. <laughs> well, you, I mean, what would you earn, would you earn money from it, then, if people use it? So do you want to know the God's honest truth? Yeah, why I please. Get on this. So, and this is a fun fact. Um... There was something in our contracts that basically said MTV not only controlled us as talent, but everything we said, gestures, um, like phrases, words, things that became particularly pop popular, phrases that we essentially coined and yeah. made, like create, made popular culture, they would also own the rights to as well. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. So things like... Um, I remember Gary said something like Bosh. Like looking back now, I, I think it was really embarrassing. But at the time, like it was, we were all doing it. Yeah. Um, there was the slut drop. There was everything. There was all these things that people started seeing and doing. And MTV were then able to like make merchandise. They were able to totally monetize it. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking like, shit, you aren't getting your hands on this. So it was a really spiteful move. Um, and had I ever done anything with it, like, you'd own it. Yeah, okay. It would have been a very shrewd financial decision. But I did note with it, so subsequently I just own something that no one sees anymore. Can you get? Can you sell it and get your money back? No, nobody's interested in touching on or me or that By person the way, anymore. I really hope. I mean, in the world we live in, loads of people would buy. I mean, I'm sure there's a super fan out there that would buy that off you. Do you think? Can we get me money back? Well, if, if if anybody's listening to this and does want to buy the rights to Tash on, 
two grand. I just want to break even. I don't even want to make a profit. <laughs> I can't believe you actually trademarked it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, God. Not one of me final moments, mate. Nah, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so come on, let's talk more about your experience on um on X Factor. Yeah, go on. Because I couldn't I couldn't believe this when I Googled it, right? Yeah. Um my sister always used to grief me because she's younger. And then um, whenever she would always be like, if you were to go on the X Factor now, you'd be in the same age bracket as Wagner. They, that was our burn. Wow. That's what she used to say. And it was, I know, so was like, she's, she's very That mean. is brutal. Like, yeah, <laughs> Wagner, Wagner of all people. Wagner always gets used in that, in that terminology, isn't he? Like, poor, <laughs> yeah. poor guy. He's like, every time someone thinks of a bad singer on the voice, um, on the X Factor, they go Wagner. It's like, poor guy. It, she, she was digging me out because of my age, Ollie. She was like, you'd be in his category because it was yeah. over 25s. But it's mad to me that I always just seen you was so young, was so fun, but you were in that like overs category, Yeah, you? that was one of the reasons I did the show that year because it was the only category on the show that everyone every year, like your sister would say, it was the only category on the show every year that when you did it, it was always... Um, Oh, that's the that's the that's the worst category, but the easiest one to get into. So I was like, well, I'm 25. I may as well crack on with the show and yeah. see what happens. And that year, weirdly enough, I remember Simon um, was going to change it to the over 28s. Oh, okay. So you just sneaked in. But no, no, he was going to change it to over 28s. But then Simon, halfway through the show, said, and um, before we got to the lives, he said, I'm going to change. I'm going to change the rules this year. We're doing over 25s. <laughs> And he decided that year, for some reason, the over 25s had so much talent, it was a joke. So for yeah. me, I was absolutely packing myself because all of a sudden the talent that year was, was astronomical. And I didn't realise at the time that Simon wanted me and Simon wanted the over 25s. And he, I don't know if this is true, maybe I'm just making this up, but I think that I was the reason he changed it to the over 25s that year. Oh, honestly, Ollie, I'm not. I haven't got Simon Cowell on next week or anything. Just say it. No one will check. No, no, no. I no. I his <laughs> yeah. lawyers will be in contact with me. No, no, no. I think that I just think that I. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because I was in it. But it, I not. I swear. I remember them saying it was going to be the over 28s. They moved it to over 25s because the category was so good and there was so much talent for the over 25s that year. And I remember just thinking, Oh my god, I'm never going to win this show. And then. To actually finally, you know, to go all the way against a fellow Geordie, you know, Joe McEldry, to go all <laughs> the way to the final against him was, was like, you know, when I look back on that experience, it was just like, I mean, probably like you with um, I'm a Celebrity, you know, you look back on that experience, all I wanted to do was just get to the final. Like, I thought, I just want yeah. to experience every week, every round. I mean, yeah. honestly, honestly, Vic, every week was like, when I look back now, it was obviously so stressful and my whole life was changing in front of my eyes. And I remember thinking, like, this is mad. And we were living in this amazing house in North London. Like, it was at the gold is green. It was, like, spectacular. Like, it had everything you ever wanted. And I'm like, just live in the fans outside. We couldn't even walk down the street. We were so popular. Like, we were big names then. Like, uh-huh. And I remember just being like, what is going on? And every week was just a whirlwind of emotions. I explained the X Factor like a roller coaster. You know, yeah. like I got on it and I was like, I can't wait to get on this ride. And then every twist and turn, there was always something new. There was something dramatic happening. There was fights. There was tantrums. There was 
love lovable moments there was people getting with each other like it was like you had everything i mean if only oh, 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 oh. no 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 spill, i can't i know that I, I, no, 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 i can't spill that but like there was like if i remember if i think it, i if when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply x factor had like i mean i'm sure there's been talks over the years of doing it but if x factor had geordie shore cameras Mm -hmm. like every single day recording <laughs> stuff it would be it would be it was like big brother like it was mad absolutely mad um, i think that's what the x factor is missing some corridor creeping moments like i would be so into it as well if i could see what was going on behind the scenes a bit more maybe maybe wild. Maybe, it, maybe that could be the way forward but um you know then i was obviously like finishing the x factor and then you know, over the years, I've been so fortunate to go back, present the show. I've come, I've come, I mean, I presented the, the second show, the extra factor with Kaz, and then we, then we end up doing the main show. Like it, it was, yeah, I mean, I've got such a love for the show. Like I genuinely can't wait for it to come back at some point. I think it needed a break uh, off our screens because it's such a great show and brings back so many memories for me. But if I could go back and do it again, I would. 100%. I'm not surprised. 100%. Like, honestly, look at where you are now. And it's like you say, like, not only has it brought you this amazing career, but some incredible experiences. Ah. And it, it did. It, it brought you your friendship with Caroline, which I know yeah. you were so close. No, honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was, yeah, that, that, some, a special relationship with a special person. Like, um, it's weird because I, uh, when I, when, when it, uh, you know, obviously over the years, me and Kaz had, we had we had like every friends we had fights we had we had great moments together we had the fights we argued you know we had everything yeah. like we was we just had a special chemistry it was really hard to 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 define to, yeah like we had this weird you know people thought we were together we weren't together we never ever got together like we never ever pulled each other everyone always asked. never even kissed no 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 we never did <sighs> and um we were just always like brother and sister we were we were like I don't know, it's weird friendship. I've never experienced that sort of level of friendship before. Like, it was weird. Like, we had just had a, we just had a chemistry and a, and a, and a connection yeah. that was, and, it, you know, to, yeah, for Kaz to not be here anymore is, is hard. It's difficult. It's, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't get easy. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm just fortunate that I spent so many great memories with her and so many, I have so many amazing times with her that I can look back on and, I'm very fortunate that a lot of it was documented and lots of it's on TV. You've got so lovely memories to keep. When you do lose someone that you care about and you love, you, I, you know, I'm still struggling. I still, it hurts every day, like, thinking about what she must have gone through. And, you know, when you're, sorry, when you're grieving, and you're, you, you're just finding things, for memories or, you know, like, I, I've got, like, I had voice notes from Caroline for years. I had, like, a three or four year WhatsApp conversation. And... Yeah. For some somehow I it it been deleted, and I'd only I'd only got the last year of our conversation, and uh -huh. it I was I was remember I was going through looking for like voice notes and just wanted to hear her voice again, you know, or 
just hear a conversation with her. And anyway, I just searching for things. And my manager said to me, she goes, you know what, Ollie, I'll send you this. And when I did my last tour, um, I asked people in my industry that were good friends of me or people that worked for me, not just celebrities, but people that had been close to me and people in the industry. And I said, oh, has you know um would you write something for me and and sarah said sarah sent her an email and said could you do something for ollie it was a surprise and then she wrote this go on babe she said um when i met and this is what she wrote she did and my, my, my manager sarah sent me like how quick she done it she done it like like instantly like so it just <laughs> so what what i felt with that is it just came it came off the From top the of heart. her head yeah straight away yeah. she put when i met ollie for the first time I felt like I'd met my soulmate, and that's not in a weird way, but it was just like meeting someone I'd known all my life. Um, I've never laughed as much as I did in 2011 when we first hosted The Extra Factor, and that experience will always stay with me forever. And like, for me, like, um, it always gets me upset when I when I read it, but it, for me, it like, um, it, it just, it made me realise that that time we had together was was like one of her happiest moments and that makes me happy that we yeah. we were both so happy at that point and we both had such an amazing experience together and so for her to have written that for me like last year well not last year yeah, last yeah last year was um you know gives me some comfort that I had a big impact on her life and I was a big person in her life you know um but yeah I'm, you know I think about her most days and think about what she'd be doing on TikTok or what she'd be doing on what she'd be to what what she'd be doing now like what she'd be saying what she'd be doing some funny video somewhere or she'd be moaning about something you know it just it just breaks my heart it breaks my heart of what happened but um you know I, yeah love her i can understand i can understand babe like mm. for, even for me who knew do you know what she, like i said you were one of the people who was there for me loads when we break up like not a lot of people know this but caroline was there for me so much yeah. she was one of the first people to message she was just so kind so yeah. caring and like I, I completely agree with you the world is a worse place for not having us so i won't upset you but i just yeah want no you know, like, well yeah it is it is it's weird because like it's mad when when you, when you do lose someone that you cared about, and yeah, me and Kaz didn't speak every day, we didn't message every day, but it, there's a massive hole in my life, definitely, without Kaz in it. Like, I definitely feel like God. I just I used to always watch her Insta stories, or I'd always be you know watching her on the telly on Love Island, or and you know I'd, all these little things I'd see, or she'd see things for me, and she'd message me, and yeah. it's just so it just I just miss them moments of crazy stories with with WhatsApp, WhatsApp, or ring each other and have the most random conversations about the most random things and I just think I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss that forever you know but I know that you know goodbyes are not forever I know that I'll see her again at some point so I look forward to that day that's do you know what so lovely and I know she valued you so much as a friend so you've always got that my love Cheers. Should we talk about something slightly more cheery, pal? Come on, let's talk about something a more cheerful. Let's talk. I mean, for me, I always thought you were going to be, and please don't get this wrong, a bit of an eternal bachelor. Like, I just thought you were such a lad. Like, I thought loads of women have probably tried to pin you down. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not quite sure they've ever managed. I feel like Amelia has got you hook, line, and sink, I mate. <laughs> like, you are, I mean, you are like, you are nesting right now, are you not? Like, you've just got a new arrival. Yeah. No, you, it's. It's, it's honestly you're right honestly that I think that yeah you just some sometimes someone just walks into your life and turns it upside down and what I love about Amelia is she's just 
She gets it. She, she's not needy. No. Um, she's not craving my attention 24-7. She's independent. She's got her own career. She's got her own life. She just ticks all the boxes for me and what I what I wanted and what I needed. Like, she doesn't... It, it's not a stress. It's a relationship. Yeah. A relationship without stress is... is 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 what I needed. I what I needed someone that you know. Yeah, we have our little bickers and that sometimes. And God, every time I asked her to do a TikTok video, she she was like, Oh, God's sake. <laughs> um, you know, because you know people forget she actually works full time, so she's working every day. And, and there's me like sat there like a puppy, going, Come on, come on. When have you got a break? I've seen this new thing. I want to try. Can we do this TikTok? Yeah, I want to see. I want to do. And she's like, Ollie, I've got a job. Like seriously, like. Go away, um, but you know we 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 like every relationship. We have our little bickers and that, but it's been no stress. It's always been full of love. We love each other. We we love being with each other. It's you know we wouldn't have got a dog if we didn't feel stable and committed with each other. And yeah, we just she's moved in. We 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 you know changing bits in the house to make work. I mean, I've basically You're such a <laughs> to put this right. Basically, I've she's moved in, and it feels like I'm moving out. She's put all her, <laughs> she's got all her stuff, launched it in. Um, um, but no, it's it's been brilliant. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's made how I, you know what? The easiest way to sum it up is she's made my house a home. There's and that saying, isn't it? Women and it's like women are the best thing that'll ever happen to men. They turn food into a meal. They turn a house into a home. They can turn a boy into a man. Like, I just think, and I'm not trying to get on my feminist high horse and burn me bra or anything. Don't do it because I'm 100% with you on that. I think us men need you more than you need us, and I think that's 100% true. Like, I honestly, Amelia's changed my life massively, and and for. And I needed that. I needed. To, I needed a strong woman next to me to to bring the best out of me, and she's done that. Yes. So, yeah, I'm hundred percent. I feel like I feel like I just love Amelia. I feel like she's tamed the wild beast Ollie Murs, <laughs> and I just want to go and give her like a high yeah. five. And me, me and him needed taming. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Last question. Last question before I ask you secret two, right? Obviously, you are a bit of a stud. Like you've had your time. We've talked about your sort of philandering ways, um, and I'm sure that there are still thousands and millions of girls all over the globe who are huge, huge Ollie Murs fans and would do. I'm anything. not telling you how big it is. All right. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. You've already alluded to the fact that it's pretty impressive. I'll ask Amelia. <laughs> Ask Amelia. What I was going to ask is, she Sorry. obviously isn't the jealous type then. Because if I was going out with you, I would want to set the world on fire. No, that's... I'm so I mean, jealous. I, I set the world on fire. But, you must all burn. You'll live in my house. It's a prison now. You cannot leave. <laughs> no, she... Um, Welcome to Urkan's life. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's like? I bet it is. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I... I think it's important for, listen, I think both partners, you always get that little bit of jealousy. I mean, I get jealous mm. with her and I get jealous if... Not surprised, she's and, a and, and different. <laughs> and yeah, no, I do. And I'm sure she gets jealous. But I think you have to you have to deal with that emotion and deal with that yourself. And I think with Amelia, she she deals with that really well. I mean, listen, yeah, I, I, I suppose it'd be a question to ask Amelia more than me. I, I think like we both deal with it really well and she hasn't shown any signs of that with me at the moment. And I don't think she ever will because I think that there's the fact that she doesn't makes me more like, Oh, why is yeah. she not? You know, like, <laughs> if yes. I, you know, I'm not going to show her my weaknesses and I don't want, don't think she's going to show me her weaknesses. I'm not, yeah. I think when there's, when you have them little 
moments like that and I think you know I have my insecurities and I have my mm. jealous moments but I'm not going to tell her when I'm jealous or when mm. I'm feeling a bit insecure because then she might see that as a weakness so I think that for us you know she deals with it really really well and and trust me like I think I need to make sure that I reassure her every day and reassure yeah. her in everything that I do that she's the only woman that I'm looking at she's the only woman that I care about and that that yeah there might be millions of women out there or thousands of women that might want to be with me or might want to or come to my shows or whatever but you're the only one that I'm a looking touchy, at touchy yeah. touch your touch your penis no but like you know but, but even I said to her even when I'm on stage you know remember that that's my that's my career that's my job that's who I am and she understands it like that you know mm. I will flirt with the audience I will say things out of turn I will joke and flirt and have fun with them because they're my fans and that that's who I am and the one thing I said to Amelia is and I said this in my anniversary card recently and I meant it I said thanks for letting me be me and not trying to be someone that you want me to be um, and oh, I think that like so nice. if someone uh, you know uh, yeah Amelia lets me be me and that I she knows I'm a flirt she knows I'm cheeky she knows I'm stupid she knows I'm a little bit high strung at some times I'm a little bit mad but she accepts all of them flaws and all them traits and all them positive things because she loves who I am. So that's that's the, the key to it, I think. Oh, do you know what? Amelia has played a blinder. Miss o <laughs> Mr. Oli Mers, you may think you're a player, but you've just met the coach, son. Ah, I, I agree. I can't lie. I can't lie. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, you know, listen, I'm very happy. And, I'm, and you know, I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I've ch I'm a changed man. The days have changed. The bachelor pad's been ripped apart. And it's yeah. now you've got you've got flower arrangements everywhere and candles all over the shop, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Throw pillows. How many throw pillows you got? Oh my god! That's when you know. <laughs> right, honestly, how much leopard print can a woman have? I want this I leopard print, that her. leopard print. I want this change. I want that change. I want more candles. I want more flowers. I'm like, you know what, babe? Have whatever you want. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> you know, as long as you're staying, that's fine. That's soulish. And happiness looks good on you, Mister Mers. You. It really does. Well, I'm always you're happy. Welcome. I mean, I'm always positive but she's definitely brought an extra light an extra happiness to me yeah by the way don't let her hear this by the way because she'll get a massive head <gasps> i can't block her from the podcast yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> before i let you go um i just want to say thank you first of all you've been such a breath of fresh air you're just oh, amazing you. i love you well, it's great to talk to um, you and i've loved it <laughs> Here is Vicky Patterson The Secret too. I, of course, want to get a secret from my guest. And listening to you throughout this podcast and also just watching you on social media and watching your career grow and go from strength to strength over the last 10 years, the one thing that sticks out for me about you is your ability to see the lighter side of life. Like, it's so refreshing, mate. It really is. What do you think your secret to seeing the lighter side of life is? I think what I've learned, any negativity that walks into my life, I walk mm -hmm. past it. I run past mm -hmm. it. I don't. I don't let it affect my day. I don't let it affect my my life. I always see. I always see the positive in people. I always see the positive in anything I do. I don't know if it's just something in my genes and my genetics. It's not something I've been taught. It's just something that I do. It. My friends will tell you like I've never been any different to what I am now. I've always been larger than life. I love going out, being happy. I like bringing sunshine to people's days. I like making people have fun. I, and I think it's just because I don't let negativity take over. I, I want to live every day like it's my last. And I think that it is difficult. I get life is hard at, at times. And, and don't get me wrong, I've had tough days where I've cried. I've been depressed. I've been down. 
But I always think, no, come on, Ollie, pick yourself up. You can do this. Come on. I don't know. I just love living, love living, and love being, <laughs> love being happy. And I love, I love helping people be happy as well. And I, I hate seeing people sad or down and think that, you know, I, I don't know. It's just the type of person I am. And it's weird because I went and spoke to a therapist yes. a couple of years back about a few things. Um, I just needed a bit of a leveler. I needed, I needed a little bit of help and guidance. I was so nervous about doing the voice. I was being so negative about it and it was so unlike me I was making yeah. myself ill I had like flu symptoms I was in bed like I can't do this I can't do this I was thinking what am I going to say if I have to battle for someone like what am I going to say on TV what if I make a mistake and I put myself in such a negative place that I felt awful I felt ill I, I didn't have any energy I just, just felt I just don't know it was not me and she said to me that whenever you feel negative Go and do something that's positive. Go and do something that you love. Maybe it'd be reading a book. Maybe it'd be watching a film. Maybe it'd be playing the PlayStation. Maybe it'll be, um, you know, going out for a run. Maybe it'd go for a cycle. Um, you know, go and eat in a sandwich that you really enjoy. You know, and... <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's not like, but that's not, that's not, because that's not you not dealing with the problem. That is just, You've got to accept that, you know what, Ollie, you can do this. You can do that. You can do this. You're not, and not making that negative take over your life. And that's, I know I'm rambling on, but it, no, it's, please, uh, it's, just, it's just, that's how I dealt with it. If any negative thing that's in my life, I sit there and go, okay, well, how can I make this a positive? How can I get, yeah. the, how can I get out of this situation? How can I be better for it? Um, and I think that's for anyone that's listening, you know, any negativity that's brought your way, just, Tell it to fuck off and move on. <laughs> yes. You know, there's always a way out. There's always a positive. There's always another avenue. Um, it, you know, you can always do something with it and you can always change. You're such a glass half full, aren't you? You are completely so optimistic. And I know you've had your tough times, Ollie, but honestly, like, you bring so much light to people's lives. I just want Thank to you. say, please keep being you. That's <laughs> oh, I'll always be me, Vic. I'm always here for you. And for anyone listening, you know, I'm always here. Call me, ring me, <laughs> watch the Instagram. You know, but I, listen, even if you don't even like me, I don't care. You know, it doesn't bother me. You know, I just, whatever. Oh, Ollie, thank you so much for taking Pleasure. time to talk to me. Oh, guys, that was Ollie Mers, and don't we just love him? Like, I'm so pleased he's found Amelia. He seems so happy. He's just such a good egg. Oh. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed it. And I hope you're loving the series. We are absolutely flying through these. Hey, do you know what I was thinking? If there's anybody I haven't done a podcast with that you think, God, I'd love to have you interview them, then why don't you email when you email? It's vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear what you're thinking, if you're enjoying it, if you've got any constructive criticisms for it. But yeah, tell me who you want have on Vicky Patterson the secret too because I love to get your input um, please keep doing all the podcasty things leave reviews tell your mates subscribe because I'm having such a ball making this and I really don't want to stop love you guys so much and hope you have a wonderful week <laughs>